following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. You're listening to the Toonami Faithful Podcast, episode 176. We have met the enemy. The identity of the intruder is revealed, and there's something oddly familiar about him. The Toonami Faithful Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... The founder of ToonamiFaithful.com, Paul Skrillo. And... Your ASMRI, Darrell Maddox. And returning... Editorial writer for ToonamiFaithful.com, CJ Mathis. Hey, welcome back, CJ. Yeah, we kidnapped his ass and told him he had to do this tonight by gunpoint. You mean you let him out of the basement? Yeah, I let him out of the basement, man. He was taking a room. My man needs some space. <laughs> Wait, I am glad have, to be back. You have Minion in your basement? Yeah, the Minion doesn't get uh, full privileges anymore. I thought he He's got on, upgraded. He got upgraded, but he's still on punishment. Oh, <laughs> okay then. <laughs> yes, Fabian, yes, you're in trouble. And you know what? Fabian doesn't get the whole basement. No, he, <laughs> he only gets I get one torch. corner. Yeah, that's all you need. You're a damn intern, <laughs> CJ. Hey, all I need is a corner to write. And that's it. You know, give me some food every now and then. Other than that, I mean, food. It works. <laughs> well, I give him a few dinner scraps here and there. You know, you know, like McNuggets from McDonald's. Yeah, because McNuggets are evil. <laughs> Just like your McDonald's. <laughs> Shut up, Paul. <laughs> and and something else that Darrell is called Taco Bell. Yeah, because hey, that's right. Taco Bell. I'm going to so. get Tac Bell. <laughs> exactly. Dude, because like, I know that that was a typo, but. No, 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 no. Great. I meant Tac Bell, dude. Because it made me think about hard tack. Everybody's oh. sitting here at, listening to this going, Tac Bell. Yes. Taco Bell? Or is this something else that we should no, be eating? Tac Bell. <laughs> <laughs> if like, anybody oh, well, let's, let me get some Taco Bell and put some tax in it. No, no, no. Hard tack. Got all our lunches. I got the like the the five dollar lunch thing at Dairy Queen. Mm. Oh yeah. That four dollars at four dollar meal at Wendy's. Oh, four dollar <laughs> meal. CJ, would you like to contribute to the food expate? Oh man, the, I've I've already did last time I was here with McDonald's breakfast. I, I've been going there way too. Yeah, much. no, no, I, let's not get into that. <laughs> oh, that's right. We'll, we'll be here all night. We'll be here all night. <laughs> sketch sketch no 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 it's time let's just get into this please it's time okay the moment has arrived <laughs> the intruder is revealed in this week's recap of intruder 2 <laughs> intruder 2 episode 3 when last we left Tom and Sarah, the absolution had been attacked. Down in the aft section, there is an intruder, and Tom has gone to investigate. Sarah warns Tom to get out of there because she's identified the intruder and says that it is the intruder, which Tom replies, you mean that blob we fought, like, forever ago? <laughs> well, she says it is that intruder, but there's something else mixed in with the DNA. It's familiar, but she's not entirely sure why. Tom turns the corner and sees the true enemy. Dun, dun, dun. 
The intruder has fused with Tom One into a hulking monstrosity. It calls out to Tom and demands Sarah. Tom's not going to take that lightly. Mm. But he, he, he shoots him, and then he, you know, evil laugh time, and then Tom's like, I <laughs> I make a really bad, or I don't make a good evil guy or something like that. And then we just get a big look of Tom 1 and the intruder fused together, so, yeah. Yeah, didn't skip leg day this time. <laughs> let's just get it out of the way. Let's let's pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> patting on back, patting on back. Sketch patting was right. on base, but... Sketch it, was we... right that Tom 1 was going to come back, and I was right that it fused with yep. Intruder in some way, so... Yeah, we did call that, no lie. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, it was... It, like... it seemed kind of like it was obvious, because remember when Intruder did absorb Tom 1? You know, he had to absorb that consciousness of Tom 1, too, man. But it's just so awesome that it actually happened. So... Like, this is already the greatest thing imaginable. Wait, wait. I don't even care what happens next. Wait, wait, I mean, wait. this is already amazing. I, I just gotta get this out of the way. No, there's not gonna be a Tom 1.5, okay? I heard that shit on Facebook or something. I'm like, what are you... Five. Yeah, no, 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 I'm serious. Like, one of the comments in this section was, oh, let's bring... Maybe it could be Tom 1.5. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Really? Really? Just go away. Like, this is this is the kind of shit I get on Facebook from people. It's like, where are you coming up with these ideas? Like, seriously. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't so, know. it is confirmed that... That Tom One is indeed voiced by Sonny Strait, the original voice of Tom, and that is just fantastic. I know, man. It it was like just to hear that, man. I was like, oh my god, man. Chills, Chills. in my pants. Chills, man. Oh, and it was nostalgic for me. I mean, I remember watching it early when it was uh, voice. Tom One was voiced by uh, Sonny, and it was just like, oh my god, like just hearing it again was so cool. So cool. Even evil. Even I, evil, it was still cool. I know, man. The evilness just, man. You could just hear the evilness in Sonny's voice. It was like, man, backlog. <laughs> it's time to get this out. We're going for gusto. You got to do it with gusto. Well, hey. So, yeah. Hey, we, we. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I, I I do believe we uh we were hoping for an evil Sonny straight. <laughs> yes, and we got it. <laughs> we sure got it. And, you know? oh, there is more to come. Dude, it's like the best of both worlds, man. You got Sonny and Steve. Dude, that is amazing, oh, man. They're excited to be working together because they haven't worked on anything at all, ever. Oh, yeah. Because oh. one's in Texas and one's in yeah, Los like... Angeles. And, and by the way, wait a minute. Really non-union stuff. We have to say, too, that I'm assuming that somehow this Tom is going to get in contact with Sarah, who is obviously... Dana, and uh, that should be an interesting uh, <laughs> exchange. <laughs> hmm. So yeah, well, he's going after Sarah. Yeah, he said yeah. he wanted Sarah back. Hey, he wanted his bay back. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think we can assume Sarah's not going to die in this kind of situation. I hope Whatever, not. Whatever's going to happen, either a the intruder is going to try to absorb Sarah. Or B, which, if Sarah's core is protected, we can assume that it's not going to be easy for the intruder to try to absorb Sarah either way. 
um, he's going to try to use Sarah for whatever purposes he can at this point. Um, you know, I, I'm thinking, I'm kind of thinking that this is probably going to lead into Sarah having her body somehow. Yeah, I think Sarah's going to have something with that. I, I just don't understand how it would be, but I, I, I have a feeling that that's where it's going to go. Um, I mean, that's what happened after when Tom 2, <laughs> you know, it, not really full body, but, you know, hologram, but still. You know. Well, you know, when everybody said Sarah wasn't coming back right then and there, and I actually did make that prediction that we were going to see Sarah that year, what happened? We got Sarah. So I think a big possibility that Sarah might actually get her body back. That was my favorite Sarah back in the day, too. I know we've talked about it a little bit when we were kind of predicting what was going to happen with Intruder. But for me, that was that was my favorite, like, aesthetic design when it came to the Absolution, Tom, and Sarah. So I thought I hope that it can kind of return to that for at least nostalgic purposes. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing some more clients too, but I know it costs money. But to see Sarah get a body bag would be awesome, though. By the way, it kind of it, it seems like I don't know if you guys are getting the same impression as me, but I don't think that Tom Five's going to be killed in this at all. I don't I don't get that feeling. I kind of get the feeling that. You know, he's just going to be like the intruder is basically trying to just keep him away so that way he can try to get to Sarah. Dude, I just want to see them get into a fist fight, man. Well, <laughs> that, based that on nice. what happened in the very, very short clip of the next segment, he, uh, he, he spelled it out. All he wants to do is make Tom suffer. Yeah, so, so. I want to see some. <laughs> I want to see them throw some blows, man. But, you I know. Want- but you know there there is one other thing too that we need to talk about too is Tom one if Tom one's consciousness is in there does that mean that the good of Tom one is still in there That's a good question the the question I want to ask is who's controlling who here Exactly is, oh yeah is it the intruder <laughs> influencing Tom is it Tom influencing the intruder because before the intruder was just a blob that ate whatever for whatever reason, you know, we just to expand, that. survive. That that's really all that we could figure. It was its purpose really seemed to be nothing more than destruction. Right. But now, now it has another consciousness in there, and who who knows what's what's going on here? As as you may recall, I mentioned something along the lines of it acting like the symbiote and like removing all inhibitions, but. Here's here's the interesting ramifications of this arc of a story that they've built here. Toonami's storyline just got a hell of a lot darker. I know. <laughs> yes, yes. You know what? I just, just thought about that. I don't know if we're going to get like a sob story out of this regarding Tom One, but it's like Tom One wakes up inside the intruder at some point and is like, "What what happened?" and then gets really ticked off about his circumstances, and then he's on a vendetta against all other Toms. It seems to be what's going on here. Dude, think about it. You living inside a blob, man, for that long? I'd be pissed off, too. I mean... Yes, you know well, what that makes me think, though. I mean, seriously, yeah. I had the room with Paul. That's nothing to make you <laughs> Dude, dude, it, it wasn't a pleasant experience for me, either. By the way, Sketch, are you, are, are you walking the right way these days? <laughs> What are you talking about? 
Who I believe you roomed it? with uh, Jarrell last year. Uh, yes, I did. So are you walking? And to... I am. I am just fine, thanks. He stood upright. You saw how he was walking. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I, I, I want a second opinion. <laughs> I don't even know where this is coming from. <laughs> with Paul, we never know. Yeah. So I'm can we wondering... get into those talkbacks, sir? Well, before we do that, I was wondering, Sketch, do you think they'll make a comic of like Tom One in like how he became part, like symbiotic with the intruder? I don't know. I there's a possibility that we might see some kind of a flashback at some point. There's a possibility that we might um, we might get a comic. Uh, I don't know. I I kind of feel like they won't give us that much in this event. No. They might leave that for another time to kind of delve further into it, but well, we'll That's see. why I'm thinking the comic at least, because I think if they did do like a backstory for you know these three minute shorts, I think it would be like, well, there goes one episode kind of a thing. I think it would be a better ser- better served if it was on a comic, which I I enjoyed those. Those were pretty cool. Yeah, they were. Well, especially judging... Go ahead, Drill. No, go ahead. You good? I was gonna say, judging judging upon the ratings. Um, I would say that Adult Swim is probably going to go back to Turner and be like, so another one of these? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where they go from here because we don't even know what this thing is that's going to change Toonami for the, uh, for it going forward. I mean, I, I, I mean, obviously, yes, we have Tom one fused with the intruder, but okay, does he steal Sarah? Does does he fuse with Sarah? Does something else happen? I mean, like, you know, right now it's kind of like, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. <laughs> That's Mini's predecessor, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think Tom would love to have Miggy right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into the Toonami talkbacks, because there's quite a few. Yes, I see you got a lot of them. Holy shit. Yes, of course, this episode would bring out the talkbacks. Yeah, I know. Of course. Now, <laughs> the, now they'll you. start coming all, those all start coming out. Thank God. Yeah. So, Mike Jin X89. Tom 5 versus Intruder Tom 1. Ladies and gentlemen, shit just got real. Sure did. With no toilet paper. <laughs> uh-huh. Sure, that'd be hey. many people's reactions after seeing Tom 1 and the Intruder. To simplify things, let's just call him Tom Truder. Tom Truder? Tom I like, like it. that. That's sexy. Yeah, I know. I'm good at naming things. Like Michelangelo. <laughs> <laughs> the turtle, not the painter. Artorelia writes in, Your predictions were right, Toonami Faithful. First, Tom is back, and Deja Vu. Is he going to get devoured again? The preview shows it that way. I don't know if the preview is necessarily showing it that way. I mean, it's it's... Like what happened in the first intruder, it looks like, but I think that's not going to happen. I, I think that Tom is going to get away, but you know, what happens after that's going to be interesting. That's what it does. I don't know. Maybe they might end up in a bar somewhere, you know, just. Hey, I, I, I'm still fucking saying exosuit, motherfucker. Exosuit. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you, really you drew want that, that shit. You drew that shit. I want to see that fucking exosuit. Come on. So Paul has one dream yet to come true. Yes, please. <laughs> that, that, that would be interesting. That would be. Uh-huh. Well, you, you Listen, like, you expect. 
we're at Tom 5 now, okay? You expect some kind of upgrade that would contain the intruder somehow. Because, I mean, the Absolution has weapons. Tom has a better gun. So there's got to be something else that they came up with in between <laughs> now and then. You know what I mean? I, I, I really I, like that he made that nod. Well, at least I have a better gun now. I know, right? <laughs> nah. Well, it, it may be a better gun, but it sure didn't do anything. Well, at least it isn't a disco gun. <laughs> exactly. and, and it's the same fucking intruder. He absorbs energy, so. Mm-hmm. Dude, my yeah, super soldier could have done more damage. <laughs> nope. You're doing nothing but making him laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on. DBZ We09, what a bombshell. The intruder is a mix of Krill and Tom and DeBlob. It was called by a lot of peeps. Yes, it was. It was. was. Started by you guys. It wasn't just us. (laughs) A lot of people have been speculating this for a while now. But we did it first, though. Well, we did it first on this show, anyway. Well, t- well, you you had been talking about this ever since Momocon, so I mean, yeah, yeah, pr- pretty much. I was like, I want Evil Tom one. You know, a give couple. Me, of... Give me Evil Tom one. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I kind of was hoping a little bit closer to kind of what they did in uh, Spider-Man three, where like Spider-Man, if you remember, Spider-Man's suit was just all black, but it was the Spider-Man suit. I like that shit. I thought it would be cool if, like, it was just Tom showing up, Tom Wan showing up, the same way he was, just, you know. Yeah, but, like, covered in the intruder. Yeah, exactly. That would have been interesting, but this is certainly a lot more of a commanding presence. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. And and this is fine. This is perfectly fine. I'm just saying, like... Tom Hurd's use was talking shit. (laughs) Where's Tom Four? I want to kill him the most. <laughs> <laughs> what about should have gave me a face. That's what I want to do to Paul. I'm going to rip that face right off of you. Rip that pretty <laughs> little face off your face. Hey, that's why he tried to t- trap Tom Four in that comic, see? Yeah, makes perfect sense. So this from the Professor Bro. I hope everybody can hear that phone ringing because Paul Pascrell and the Tsunami Faithful Podcast called it. Damn straight. And Master of the Arts writes in, called that one like everyone else, but man, it was cool. That Tom part was very well delivered. I agree. I I love the performance so far. It is mmm. I'm giddy. I'm giddy. <laughs> it's like it's like that moment in the Avengers when they finally all assemble. It's just oh so good. It feels very <laughs> rewarding, doesn't it? You yes, know, it does feel very rewarding. Honestly, this makes the first intruder so much better it does as part of the overall story so somebody actually said on on uh jason's ask well i thought you said you didn't have to watch the first intruder i'm just like sitting there going well it is called intruder 2 exactly and by the way if you haven't seen the first intruder you can go to our channel (laughs) exactly exactly sketch Ah, yes. And Inuyasha-san87 writes in, and the intruder is, drumroll, Sunny Straight, a.k.a. Krillin, a.k.a. Tom One. What a great twist. Props to the staff. Yeah, I was, <laughs> when I saw it, when I saw that happen, I was like, what a twist. <laughs> yes, and then a beer bottle to your head. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Gamer for Life 123 has an interesting theory, and uh, I kind of 
put all of his talkbacks, or at least several of his talkbacks, together into one statement. Sunny Strait versus Steam Bloom, epic. <laughs> I think Tom 5.0 is going to fuse with Tom 1.0 to create a new Tom. Tom facing his past self in order to begin a new future. Hmm. That'd be interesting. interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, but I mean, that that would probably, that would make him Tom 5.5, maybe? Just, like, not a huge difference, just, you know. Yeah, so, something like that. That's that's a good, that's a good idea. I mean, it's, it's possible. Like I said, if there's a, if there's a good portion of Tom still in there, mm. who knows? Frank Fullmetal writes in, Intruder 2 Episode 3 was all kinds of awesome. It was great that the intruder had Tom 1's body and that they got Sonny back. Indeed, Frank. It really was, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you, Sonny, for doing it. Cause that yes. Makes yeah, seriously. So glad Sonny came back for this. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it just... It, if you guys haven't heard our episode where um, Jose interviewed Sonny Strait, that's episode 79. You can search for it on SoundCloud. I don't know if it's still on iTunes. Probably not. But, um... Please go take a listen to that because, you know, after listening to that episode, you sit there and you go, is Sonny ever going to do anything with Tsunami ever again? <laughs> <laughs> so and, and then that's why, like, when this is when this happened, it was even more a surprise for some of us at the site because we're like, OK, all right. <laughs> I guess he is. <laughs> so let let bury in the hatchet. Bury in the hatchet. Sonny straight is a professional. So if they're all like, hey, Sonny, you want to do a voice for us? He's going to be like, yeah, I do. Pay me. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure he went, wait, I get to be Tom 1 again? Yeah. I get to be evil Tom 1? <laughs> I'm sure that was quite the carrot to dangle in front of him. Yes. <laughs> Tom 1's back with a vengeance. <laughs> oh, look, it's Arthur. Yes. Hello, Arthur. Arthur Mesa writes in. What does Tom have to do to kill the intruder? Well, we sacrifice you, blow up the ship, but yeah, that is a pretty resilient organism, and now it's intelligent, so it may be a little uh, bit more clever. Who knows? Who knows? I'm sure we'll we'll find out one way or another. I'm curious to see if they can find a weakness with this thing, because that that would be the most rewarding part for me. I know this was really cool, but if they actually find a way to destroy the blob, I would be very, very pleased. You know, that that's what I was saying before. I'm, I'm still going to go with the theory that whatever happens, whether they fuse or, you know, there's a good part of Tom in that blob that comes out and stops the intruder. You know, I, I still get the idea that maybe the Absolution's not going to survive this. So we'll see. But, you know, mm-hmm. that's kind of the only big change at this point I can see coming. But... I do like that theory of Tom 1 and Tom 5 fusing together. <laughs> Fusion. <laughs> and another Dragon Ball Z reference. Exactly. <laughs> Here, you want to kill the blob, here's what you do. You hit it with sonic vibration. Just like in Spider-Man, right? All right. Glad we can all agree. And our last talk back, Japheth and Craig writes in, if Intruder 2 doesn't end with Tom 1, Tom 5, and Sarah dancing to the Thriller, I'm thrown with it. Told you it was hilarious. Good job. Uh, Sign me well, up for that. Suffice so, to say, whatever it. whatever happens in this next episode uh, and going forward, I mean, just 
I, I just I, I'm I'm at the edge of my seat. I, I just I, I at this point I'm like, okay, so we got this right. What the fuck else do we have right? <laughs> hmm? You know, is the absolution gonna blow up? Is, are we gonna see Tom One come out of the blob and fight Tom Five? I don't know. We'll see. Dude, that's gonna be a nice fight. I want to see some. I want to see a slobber knocker. Let's just put it like that. So, if you want to see what happens next in the battle between Tom and the ten foot nostalgia monster, <laughs> tune in next week. And by the way, if you guys have missed any of the episodes, including some of you older tsunami faithful that haven't been watching the block, tisk tisk. You can go to youtube.com slash Toonami Faithful channel and you can watch all three episodes up. As new episodes come out, we will put them all up. And don't worry, they will all be there. So just make sure you guys go and see those if you missed them. You well, can also watch them on adultswim.com. Ah, nobody cares about that at the moment. <laughs> sure they don't. You know they do. And now I will leave it to Mr. Durrell for the Akamega Kill recap. Kamiga Kill, episode 14, Kill the Colossal Danger Beast. Okay, in this episode, we see Ezdev. She's shocked to see that Tosmi, and then it turns into the Liper, and during this, their reunion is cut short when Sayura, the hooded man overseeing the activities of the new Danger Beast, appears before them. And Sayura uses his um, Imperial arm known as Shambhala. No, this is not full metal alchemist conquer Shambhala, people. Get it out of your head right now. Um, it ends up teleporting them, and it teleports objects and everything, and it teleports them to this little remote island. Esdev and Tatsumi are telemo- teleported to a remote island, and then all of a sudden, this um, gigantic modified danger beer crafted from um, Dr. Stage's evil experiments confronts them, and the gigantic danger beast repels Esdev's attacks, which is a shocker. Man, oh, all those Esboos, man. I'm telling you, it was an overload for me to not last last night for that. I, I bet it was an overload. Shh. Hey, dude, I don't get to see that much ass boobs like that, man. That was just awesome. <laughs> and the Danger Beast is slain by Tatsumi. And, of course, Esdell falls even more in love with him because she felt that she was going to use her feminine wiles to take down this Danger Beast and win Tatsumi over even more. And... Tosmi and Esdev decide to tell each other's backstories at nighttime. Ooh, bedtime stories. But no spooning this time, people. And Tosmi basically fakes his um backstory. Of course, we're drinking. <laughs> Esdev reveals that she hailed from a clan that hunted danger bees. And her father tells her that the strongest will survive and the weak shall fall. And as we did see in that backdrop... Esdev dad was pretty much just this real strong and his views of weakness were they were absolute even with himself he said the reason why they did die was because they were just weak no you just got overwhelmed dude that doesn't necessarily make you weak they even went as far as to say your mother was weak she died because she was weak there was something stronger no dude even the strongest people can get beat and then um we go back to her, you know, back to the clan being um, slaughtered, and she remembers the members were killed. She was told by her father, you know, what I just explained earlier, uh, that the clan was weak and she needed to live strong, which she decided to do. 
And as a result, Ezdev eventually enlisted into the Imperial Army and ended up becoming a skilled general. Now, it actually shows how she um, got her um, Imperial Arm, which was the, um, the, I think it was, I'm just going to call it the Demon's Blood Nectar, whatever it was, for some type of danger beast, because that crest on her chest is actually her Imperial Arm. And Ezdev drunk this solution and literally conquered whatever the danger beast was inside because she gave in to the madness and conquered it because she likes to kill anyway. Freaking psychopath. Oh, I love you so much. Be my wife. <laughs> and then she, um, Ezdev thinks about getting off the island and she tries to hunt the flying danger beast, but Sayura teleportion field appears again and Ezdev and Tatsumi jump in. Both of them return to the mountains, and Tatsumi flees using his incursio. And Tatsumi realizes that Ezdev cannot be convinced, and he suspects that next time they meet, they may be enemies. And the whole time he's using incursio to hide from him in the first place because she was like, he just took all this time to get away from her. And in moments like that, when you see Ezdev just kind of falling and depressed because Tatsumi is gone, you. You just can't do nothing but fall in love with the woman because she actually shows that little soft side for a second. And that, people, is the Coming Got Kill review. Oh, did everyone enjoy it? Oh, dude, I enjoyed this beyond measure. I had to make sure, uh, for listeners out there, I made sure Darrell was okay throughout yeah. the episode. I was tweeting to make sure he still had a pulse and things like that. You, you gotta worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was an Ezdef overload, man. You weren't expecting that, were you? I already seen the series, man, but the dub just, is just a whole <laughs> other level, man. Who does SS voice again? Because uh, she's doing a great job with her. Um, Absolutely. I'm trying to remember. I so, can't even remember off the top of my head right now. Uh, I would I would look that up, but I mean, it's just like, kudos to her. Her She's doing a phenomenal job with this character. She's so believable. Not only does she get the serious parts down right, but then this episode where you see the softer side, it's like it matched so perfectly. I mean, that's the thing about Ezdev. It's like she's kind of like bipolar, man, but it's like the good kind of bipolar, if you can even say that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, because like one second, she's just like this little bud. She's a bloodthirsty hellion bent on just destroying the whole freaking world. And then when she sees Tatsumi, man, all of a sudden she just... She really does become like this really like soft spoken woman, you know, just falling over him. I mean, it's, it's that's like a, it's like high school, honestly. When you yeah, think it really is. It's like a high school crush, and it, it's nice to kind of like. I, I'll admit, I didn't like the backstory when she was a kid. I really could care less about that part. I was like, eh, whatever. But seeing how she got her imperial arms, man, dude, did you oh. see the way she just drunk all of it, man? They're like, like, if I drink more, it. I'll be stronger. You only need a sip, but no, I'll drink the whole damn thing. Sounds like someone I know with alcohol. Yeah. Mm, I wonder who that is. Mm. Dude, I believe I could have controlled that Imperial arm, too. (laughs) You'd be like, here, here, go get me more booze. (laughs) I ain't going to even lie, man. I would have mixed that friggin' Imperial arm with Cavassier and McAllen and just (laughs) took it to the head like a boss. I I could see you being like, if there was an Imperial arm that that was like Migi, You'd be like, more booze. <laughs> it, would, it, would like, it would like go through the whole city, like killing a bunch of people for no reason, just to get you one bottle of booze. I'd be like sitting there laughing, going, Drell, what did I tell you about that? What? I need my booze. <laughs> 
you don't realize you're killing people. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, I mean, man, the craziness well, that she was like listening as she was after she drank it, man, that smile too, where she's like, "Oh, I like this a lot." And that that could legitimately scare some people with that. You know, actually, my question is: is if you had an imperial arm, what would you call it, Darrell? Hmm, that's a good question. Probably call it the wolf thing, dude. It'd probably be something like a katana, dude. <laughs> that eats souls. <laughs> or eats booze, too. Hey, look here. Uh, Imperial Arms that let me drink vast amounts of alcohol that just become a beast yeah. would actually work for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know it would. I know it would. <laughs> look here. There is nothing wrong with drinking that much booze. Did you enjoy the dating sim little little bit from that episode too? Oh yeah, the dating sim was good. She was like, oh, she really? Wanted, she wanted to go on a date with the dude. I know, but I just was like, oh, this is so lame. <laughs> I thought it was so cheesy. That's what made it great, man. It was, <laughs> it was just cheesy. Okay, it's um Christine Alton that's actually doing the voice of um Esdell. Kudos for her. Great. Job. I, I mean, she's so believable though. Mm-hmm. I mean, there has never been a villain that I have actually liked, like, male or female, but um, unless you count Dio, because everybody hates Dio, but love him at the same time. <laughs> but Esdev is up there. Well, I think that's what happens, like, when you see the softer side and, like, how she wants to join with Tatsume. I think that's, like, the whole point of making it so, yeah, she's the villain, or a villain kind of a thing, and, yeah, she could probably wipe out everyone and kill them, all your favorite characters, but you, we want you to like her with these kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, she shows a soft side because she actually is loyal. She's actually loyal to her troops as a commander. So long as they are strong, she really does respect strength a lot. I mean, look at what she did, man, as a kid, man. She killed a freaking danger beast with a freaking knife, man. She slit the throat, then dragged it back. Skills. But then you saw her dad, and he had a bigger danger beast. Like, mine is bigger. Get the crane. (laughs) Get the crane, baby. Get the crane. <laughs> I, I, I do hope you I'm taking the crane control. away from you. Shut up, Paul. Stay away from the crane. <laughs> oh, look. The gas line got cut. <laughs> <laughs> More like the hydraulics, you dork. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The gas line did not get cut. The alcohol line got cut. <laughs> you cruel, sadistic. <laughs> hey, hey. If you got a crane that you're using, it's got to be fueled by alcohol, so... Yeah, moonshine. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hey, shoot, moonshine can degrease the oil off a of DC ten. <laughs> you know, it'd be even more fucked up if we t- if I took all that booze and drank it myself and just was like, mmm, booze. Oh, is your crane not working? I'm sorry. Dude, you would pass out at the first. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would, but that's not the point. <laughs> but back to the ISDF stuff, man, and just a comment I got killed in general. I mean, it was a little bit of levity as far as like humor. But for the most part, it was just really serious. I mean, it is a junk food anime to a lot of people, you know, because like because it coming sometimes just comes at the wrong time. But I think this was pretty well balanced this time around. I was about to say, I was glad to notice not as much uh, like displeasure toward the show that I've noticed before, uh, like episode 14, like. It wasn't until maybe the marathon where all of a sudden it started to get really apparent how much people were showing their uh, angst against the show, really. Yeah, they showed a lot of disdain, but I just kind of blocked them out because 
it really got to show a lot of people that this show is actually good. Sad thing is we had to relive Shell and Bulat dying again. Right. You know, I, 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 no, I mean, you could you could break it down of stuff that like why a certain show isn't perfect. It's the same thing you could say with any show, but it's just for some reason people are fixated with this show recently. And hopefully this was a nice change of pace where everyone was like, you know what? This was fun. This was a gr- this was great to watch. It was very enjoyable. Yeah, it was fun to watch. I mean, the show has such a great freaking following and it has potential. It does well in the ratings, which 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 is what we love. I mean, you you just can't go wrong with that. You no. cannot go wrong with the ratings. I mean, the ratings don't lie. The numbers do not lie. A comedy got killed for what is worth is popular. I mean, it's got a nice mix of fan service, blood, gore, just a little bit of levity when you need it or don't need it. But, man, how can you not like this show, honestly, and bitch about it for real? It's Uh, good. I I honestly am very, very, like, confused when there are some people who would easily kind of put around, like, put it down to a sense where it's like, you're not even giving it a chance, you know? You know, I I give everything a chance, no lie. That's just how it works sometimes. You have to kind of soldier through it a little bit just to get what you want out of it. And, I mean, a lot of people would have missed out on Monica Magic if they had made it past the um, first three episodes. Me, Jim, and Jose have all talked about that in the past. Well, you know, just to interrupt real quick, sorry. Uh, It's kind of like with Parasite. If people didn't give a chance with Parasite, which is coming up, obviously, um, you know... it would have turned out to be like terrible, you know. Probably, yeah. So, well, thankfully it'll have a marathon too to kind of see if other people like who might not stay up because there might be some viewers who are like up oh, DBZ Kai and then they might watch a comic got kill and then they'd be like, eh, I'm gonna go to sleep or whatnot. So right. may- hopefully this marathon that's coming up will kind of be like, no, this was this was an uh, interesting show. This is very unique, something that you know is rarely seen on Toonami. So. Hopefully it'll, it it will help. And plus, it's a Sentai show, man. I'm enjoying the fact that we're getting Sentai shows like this because we all know that Sentai has a lot of jewels in their library. <laughs> so many. So, uh, Darrell, since you're the one doing this segment, do you want to read the talkbacks? Sure, if you don't mind, or you want to do it? Oh, I got you. You can do it. Let's go. Okay, ahead. sweet. Okay, at JC Mon 5 y'all, those sketches. So art isn't as their best suit. Her birthday suit is. <laughs> JC Mon, you said something very beautiful there. Yes, I would love to see her in her birthday suit. Oh, Meowth. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. At, <laughs> at Meowth 900. Hi, Allison, my very, very dark, evil friend. The Imperial Arms is an SDF chest. No wonder her boobs are so huge. <laughs> you know what? They were big before she um, had that um, Imperial Arms, but I believe they do give them a whole bunch of bounce and perkiness now, though. I just, Those things could probably be used as weapons also. Ow, I put my eye out. Why do I have a feeling that Quagmire would be following this woman around? Oh, he, you know, Quagmire's in the feet, man, so he would actually be licking her boots for real. <laughs> oh, God. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on. At Gundam Prime, shut up, CJ. Don't interrupt <laughs> me. At Gundam Prime Zero, as they drank the blood of Articuno to get her Imperial Arms. <laughs> Damn Pokemon. 
Jesus Christ. Okay, and here's our favorite trash bag at Inuyasha Sun 87. One could say Ezev is both hot and cold. Get it? Because she has ice power and is hot and sexy as, um, get it, Delia? Hot as and sexy, whatever. Well, you know, I mean, Inuyasha, I, I need for you to make that flow better next time. We need to have you uh, go to the HR meeting this time. Yeah, we're going to get you some hooked on funnings while we're doing that. And it works Okay, <laughs> exactly. At Rinku588, SDEF. Prove you can still write a crazy-ass sin character that kicks ass six ways to Sunday and still make her cute. I agree with that. Okay. She's not exactly cute. She's sexy in a womanly-type way with her big, juicy, bouncy, jiggly boobs and shapely thighs and curvaceous... All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Put I'm the crane away. Put the I crane away. Put the crane away. <laughs> I'm sorry, man, but you know, I'm oh, crushing no. hard for that woman, man. I can see that. I'm sorry. I think it's because I dated someone like her once upon a time. For some odd reason, real just loves those yonderies. <laughs> Not surprised. Not surprised at all. Shut up, Paul. Okay, last one. At Master of Arts, Esdiff is the older woman we all dreamed about. Smart experience and will teach you things. Oh, yes, she can teach me so, so many things. And she's a virgin. <laughs> yeah, so she's not quite that experienced. Exactly. Oh, I shit. Get here. Oh, man. Sketch. Hi. Hi, babe. Uh, we didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I was listening. Oh, my God. No. You couldn't hear me writing on the notepad, but you, you did all right. The notepad again? <laughs> what what I do this time? What didn't you do? Oh, okay. That's, that's. I didn't do a line of Coke. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's it for the Yagami Got Kill recap, and let's move on to the no, next. No, let me let me see my piece. Ez death is adorable. Yes, she is. <laughs> I had to get that out there, sketch. It's oh my gosh! Oh, and she was so cute as a kid, yeah. so cute and ruthless. <laughs> also, okay, I can't be the only one thinking that her tribe looks a lot like. The Ice People tribe from Shaman Kings. I was like, oh, Racer grew up and had Esdeath? I didn't want to say it, man. I really didn't want to say it, but. Or Horo Horo if you're a weeb. <laughs> I'm not a weeb, so I'm not going to say Horo Horo. <laughs> no, you're not a weeb if you say Horo Horo. You're actually saying his actual name, but <laughs> I'm assuming that a decent amount of this audience actually saw the dub of Shaman King because the sub is not exactly widely available. But, uh,. And that is death. Also, uh, CJ, did you, did you notice the similarity to uh, how certain characters got superpowers in Seven Deadly Sins? Uh, I, I didn't want to really throw anyone under the bus of that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know who did it first, but I just didn't want to say nothing. Let's eh. call it a tie. Let's call it a tie. Okay, sure, we'll call it. A this time, it's a tie. Because usually a comedy got killed is the last horse to cross us the finish line. <laughs> right across the line, way is death. Dad, if you wanted a good fan servicey episode of, I mean, not really that fan servicey. She didn't even get into particularly naughty poses. But if you just wanted a lot of screen time for Ez Death, this was your episode. Well, it was kind of like a fan service. They had the beach episode, man. Yeah, they had the beach episode. <laughs> you know, you always managed to have a beach, <laughs> beach episode. episode. Darrell, I'm sorry. I should have checked on Sketch, too. He's starting to worry me about Esteth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I love a woman who can kick my ass. 
<laughs> That'd be funny. Sketch is sitting there on the ground. No, please, more. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Bay. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, Fifty Shades of Death. No. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Death. There you go. <laughs> no, Fifty Shades of Bay was better. Uh, well, whatever. I believe it is time for Tsunami News. From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. At the top of the news this week, we have finally heard what the marathons will be for December 19th and, oh yes, December 26th, because we all knew they were going to have a marathon Let's not even pretend otherwise. Look, blue girl and Bible black. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Quite the opposite. Okay. Bad Terrell, go to the corner. Okay. So December 19th will be the Goku versus Frieza fight of Dragon Ball Z Kai rerunning from midnight to 3.30. And the next week on December 26th, the day after Christmas, they will venture to run a One Piece marathon, which will be the seven most recent episodes even the one where Frankie got a hand job from Robin. Yes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's in there. The next episode of Significance, which will be airing this, not this week, but next week. That's in there. And oddly enough, the first episode of the next filler arc will be the last episode of the night. Ah. <laughs> uh, you know, it may be a contractual thing that they can't play anything other than the seven most recent episodes, but I really wish they could have played, like, seven good episodes from the CP9 fights. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, this, this would have been a perfect opportunity for them to kind of catch up a little bit more. But also see like, I don't want to sound it. ungrateful, but it seems like every time One Piece catches a break, it it's really unfortunate timing that involves episodes that will probably scare people off. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't see this one doing much to help One Piece's popularity with the audience, but we'll see. If they manage to get through all of the kind of send-off stuff at Water 7, and then they get to see what Ace has been up to in the episode that I believe will air at 2.30 in the morning, the usual time One Piece is on. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Uh, it's it's really great that One Piece will have a chance to air directly after Family Guy, and that episode that will air first is it's fine. It's not particularly great, but it has some moments. So hopefully people will check it out and get curious and come back the week after at least. I don't know. We'll see. I'm a little bit surprised that they're doing a One Piece marathon considering the show's performance overall, but... When you think about what they can do for free, it makes sense. Well, you know, I was thinking about this sketch, and I think I think we can go ahead and probably say that they probably went after Naruto Shippuden to get, like, a marathon of that. But I don't think contractually they can do that. So this Yeah, unlike left- most of the shows that they play on demand, you can only ever access two episodes of Naruto Shippuden at a time. That roughly implies that they have a much more limited contract with that show. 
Right. Well, you know, there again, they were just trying to get that show all together because, you know, I'm sure that they had said to Viz, once Disney's rights are up, we want it, you know, and that's probably that's probably all they did. They weren't concerned about marathons at that point. So, no, it was probably the furthest thing from their minds at the time. Right. So, yeah, that maybe next year because there'll probably be more marathons. Let's not kid ourselves that uh, maybe some point next year they'll work out a deal to be able to on course and ship it in, but we'll see. I hope so. And, you know, I I hope that they can do, like, behind DBZ, Kai Encore, try to do a ship in one, because I think that would do so much. Well, the whole thing is, man, the Disney Channel wasn't doing anything with Shippin', man. Right. They were they were constantly switching the time slots and everything, and you didn't even know when they were, when they switched it up half of the time, which was messed up. Well, and yeah. again, the the point that I've made all along is Shippin' isn't as available as One Piece is now. So, I mean, if you can get the chance yeah, to marathon it and you get the chance to even do an encore of it, that's gold for Adult Swim. So I don't see why not. I don't see how not going back and trying to get that so you can run marathons is a bad thing. Especially yeah, finally if coming upon the episodes that didn't air on Disney XD. I know. Especially, and and here's the other thing, especially because, you know, they didn't. Well, yeah, that that's the that's the point right there. They didn't show those episodes. So I mean, and they should make a big deal about that. By the way, that's when they should do a promo. That's when they should do a promo. Is when is basically saying, hey, these are the episodes you never got to see. And I think that would that would garner a lot of uh, ratings, even though these last two weeks, Shippuden really hasn't needed any help. So No, Shippuden generally does quite well. Yes. And based on strong, Naruto's been a staying power for what now, 15 years, it seems like? Uh, yeah, dude, I was capable <laughs> of watching Naruto, man. That's 10 years. Oh, 10 years, okay. But I mean... You get, you get what I'm saying, where it's like Naruto's been around for a long time, and yet the fan base yeah. seems to be getting stronger. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people like Shippuden. I'm going to be honest with you. I think they do like Shippuden. You know, Berto, that's a, that's becoming – I don't know if that's come over yet dub-wise, but, I mean, if that if that blows up too, I mean, it's still just going to keep going and going, you know? I mean, this, this, is, this is something that is actually good for Toonami, and honestly, like – I really hope that they're able to go back. I know I've said this, we've already said this a couple times, but I really do hope they go back and get these rights to do that. Because, you know, if they're not going to show movies, if movies are almost definitely out, you know, there's no reason why they can't do that. Hmm. Which, by the way, by the way, real quick, even though Jason says movies are out, I think we're going to still see Ava 3.33. I, I wouldn't give up on that just yet. No, well, that's you. that's very likely, and also Battle of Gods and Resurrection F once they oh, are yeah, available. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I can't see them not doing that. I mean, it just it just makes sense, and obviously, they could. As far from the gist of what we got about movies, they when they get rights to these movies, they get it so that way they can, you know, use this over a course of a, a time period. So, I mean. I don't know about you guys, but you could probably play Battle of Gods three or four times over the year and still get almost a million views off of it, you know? So oh, a million is, is nothing if Family Guy's the lead in. Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. This this past Saturday is a, is a perfect – well, not this past Saturday, but the Saturday before. That's a perfect example. I mean, we're not going to really go into the ratings today, but, I mean, Family Guy, if I, remember, if I recall, had like two million – 
And coming out of that, DBZ garnered uh, 1.7. So, you know, I mean, Family Guy, like I've said, is a good thing for Toonami. And no matter if that part of the block gets taken, that 11.30 time slot, Family Guy's got to be in front of it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. That gets Toonami's ratings right there at the beginning. So it's definitely an important part of the equation. But they're they're getting double Family Guy does so much better than a single Family Guy. It's ridiculous. And but I'll I'll shut up though because if they get Gundam, then all things are out the window right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I I see so many tsunami faithful coming back. It's not even funny. It certainly would be quite a big deal. So, like we said, we're not going to go over the ratings in detail this time or probably any time in the future unless it's a really, really good week or a really, really bad week. Where we but will chastise you. I, I do believe that at the end of the Intruder event, we will kind of look back and see how the ratings were overall because right. you know, they may not have felt like the Intruder was going to garner much ratings, but so far, I'd say it pretty well does. In, and most importantly... It seems to keep people watching through the night. Exactly. And, and again, it's, if you... it's not just a matter of people showing up for DBZ, a couple of other shows, and then leaving. It's people are sticking through the entire block. Right. And that is a good, good thing. And, and again, if you want to see all the ratings, you can see the ratings and the comparison from last year at TsunamiFaithful.com right now. Uh, one thing that we should note about the ratings, too, is the fact that None of the shows, I don't remember the exact number, but they didn't go below 900,000. So, you know, it's, this week was good. This week was very good. And next week, if we do get more shows going over a certain amount, you know. Well, we're going to talk about it. Baby. Oh, yeah, we're going to definitely <laughs> talk about it. If we, if we I'll hit, write about it. If we hit six shows <laughs> over a million, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, there's going to be another immersion event, all right. And if there isn't, I'm going to go down there myself. Which Jason's I mean, gonna politely tell you to fuck off, and you're gonna go back. Well, home. No, 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 no. I don't think Jason would tell me to fuck off. Jason would just be like, "You're not coming in." <laughs> if I was oh, Jason, that's what I would have said to you. <laughs> you're, you're, you're funny, Paul, but you're not coming in. By the way, I'm sorry you spent so much money just to come down for a day to Atlanta, but oh well. <laughs> Tough. And for trending, real quick too, it's worthy to note that Tom One actually trended last this past weekend so yes tom one did trends the love is in the air for tom one getting that nostalgia up in there like i like i called it is a 10 foot nostalgia monster (laughs) or you know however tall it is so other things that aired this week on tsunami we got that parasite marathon promo we were expecting it's good it's good i not not really any catchy lines in there per se but it's good. I think people will be drawn to it from uh, the matter that they presented it. I like that. And we got another music video during the Naruto Shippuden time slot because that's where the most space resides. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was a pretty interesting video. So far, three for three on Intruder Weeks, we got a music video. So, hmm. Like I'm you said, it's going to go through. It's going to keep going. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think they'll probably run it every week. And that, you know, that's cool. I got no problems with it. And those bumpers, man. Oh, those oh, bumpers yeah. are getting super creepy. Yeah, those bumpers scare <laughs> me. Nudist beach. I thought it enhanced Toonami, too. I'm liking these. I'm going to be sad when they go away. 
Yeah, they you know, just seeing the bumpers continue to deteriorate. It's <laughs> it's really interesting. Yes, what, what, you're wondering how deteriorated things are going to get. Don't know, but I like where it's going though. Sure, would be funny if like Tom Truder just ended up hosting the block one week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was hey actually guys, it's your old pal Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this episode of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> you know, you that know, Krillin guy sounds familiar. <laughs> you know, you know that Miki guy. I could really relate to him. <laughs> <laughs> that Miki guy and I are not so different. Where's Venom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Symbiotes Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> Who's conducting the um, therapy? Yeah, probably me. Oh, God. Nah. let's not even go there. But anyways, <laughs> on to talkbacks from this week. Yes. So CJ piped up with uh, something about Dragon Ball Z Kai, and he asked, up for debate, is Goku turning Super Saiyan the most iconic moment in the entire series? Ooh, that's a good question. I was, it's not for me personally. Because <laughs> oh, a lot of people like it. But for me, my most iconic moment for it was uh, the whole Cell Saga ending. For me. Mm. But uh, a lot of people really, really enjoy this fight with Frieza and when Goku finally turned Super Saiyan. So I'm like, is, is this like the moment that like everyone kind of draws into DBZ? If, I don't know. It depends on if it's, it's a Malaysian It's definitely up there. Is it a Malaysian dub? Because he is the power warrior. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. So Wow. <laughs> wow. Just wow. Oh, God. That's going to be the line of the podcast there. Um, yep. He's the power warrior. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to have to agree that this is this would probably be the most iconic moment. The one thing that I wanted to be the iconic moment, but... I feel like the English dub kind of screwed it up was um, the moment where Gohan goes from Super Saiyan 1 to Super Saiyan 2. And for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, if you go up on YouTube, because it's all over YouTube, obviously, Dragon Ball Z is all over YouTube. If you get the Japanese version of when Gohan goes Super Saiyan 2 and you take the English version, you kind of go can we have the Japanese version a little bit more? <laughs> you know, and, and again, I can't really describe it. You have to watch both, and then you can kind of get a, the gist of what I'm talking about. Um, mm. I think it would have been a lot better, that scene. And I honestly, that would have been more iconic had it gone down the way that the Japanese version went down. Um, there's not very much difference. It's just like the music in the background and... Um, Kind of like it felt like a better build up to it, you Ooh, know. Uh, uh oh, Paul, you you're dogging on Falconer's music. Uh-oh. Here come the DBZ fanboys. <laughs> I know. Oh no. Oh no. They will be that. attacking your Twitter. Like no, you see, in in the original Dragon Ball Z Japanese audio, they had really an interesting, kind of almost not appropriate song in the background for when Gohan transformed into Super Saiyan two. But it all really works it does. because of the emotion of the scene. Right. And in the original Funimation dub of that scene, you have the Falconer music just kind of droning in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you have and you have going. And it's not a bucking. bad track, but I don't know if it has the same emotional impacts. 
it it doesn't and that's 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 where like had that gone down a lot better i think that would have been my most iconic moment um I, I like say, when when Gohan and Goku do the father son Kamehameha itself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop spoiling it, Sketch. You're spoiling it for me. I haven't seen the series. I know. I'm <laughs> such a spoiler. It doesn't make any sense what you're doing. Can we do it again? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I just, I just I thought it was a fun little question to ask since you know the what was Super Saiyan Goku transformation is. It was a big deal, and it still is a big deal because that is that is a turning point in the series. Right, and that was the day that um, Goku became a rock star. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, I'm gonna be honest. Like, if you go, if you look at even the differences between uh, Dragon Ball Z English dub and then Dragon Ball Z Kai English dub, like there's some things that you could pick and choose that you Huge would just be like. Yeah, there, there's there's huge differences, but there's some things like when like for example when he transforms, I would love to see from the original version in that, but also using some of the Kai stuff too involved in it because I think I, I honestly thought that the original one was a lot better than the Kai version, but there again mm-hmm. that that music track in the background in Kai is just so fucking annoying. Oh my god, I'm just like, what is this shit that's playing in the fucking background? <laughs> Like it's not. Giving, it was your voice, Paul. It no, it's not voice. giving like just like we just said. Like it doesn't give you the emotional connection. Like I'm like, what mm-hmm. the fuck is this? Like I could wipe my ass with this shit. <laughs> I'm like stop. It, it actually sounds like somebody wiping their ass with it. I don't know. Like I'm sorry. I just I. I it bugs me when that when that shit happens. All right. Well, definitely an iconic <laughs> moment. <laughs> Moving I'm on. Sorry, I asked the question. <laughs> It had to be answered, though. We have a double header from Joshua Knighton. First one for Dragon Ball Z Kai. Big glowing balls of power. It always comes down to the balls in this show. <laughs> yes, it does. Dragon Ball. But then they never saw my balls. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and this one for Michiko and Hachin. Why are you taking your pants off in front of a little girl? Hana needs an adult. Hana needs an adult. <laughs> yes, she does, man. Satoshi just didn't care, man. When he ripped one, man, that was that was too funny, man. You know, the Satoshi and Michiko are more alike than they probably would like to admit. Dude, they are vulgar, crass, and just don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And Jefferson Craig writes in, that kind of dude sleeps with no pants and two shoes on. You'd be surprised, man. You'd yeah. be surprised. Well, I guess if if you're like you're hot, so you want to take your pants off, but you got to yeah. be able to move, so yeah. you leave the shoes on. Yeah, because you never know when you might have to jump out of the window with your pants in your hands and run about two blocks to your car. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I know. Sounds like some experience, huh, don't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> I plead the fifth. Indeed, sir. I plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> <laughs> And Lemuel Nathan writes in, Satoshi holding that pipe like a cane reminded me of that Aqua Teen Hunger Force witch doctor. Arise, chicken. Arise, chicken. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of chicken and cornbread? I don't know, baby, but we're going to get some out of this podcast. Mm. And the real Don East writes in, Major props to Toonami and Anaflex for adding the post credit scene to that Kill a Kill episode 7. Witness the brilliance of our queen. 
She's not my queen. I just like the movie. <laughs> As Steph is my new queen at this point. <laughs> Until I move on oh, to the next. Dude, I got more waifus than I can count. We're not surprised. Shut up. <laughs> I own your waifu, too. Nope. Me. But she will own you. <laughs> oh boy! And yet again, Paul misses the whole point of the anime speak. Shh. Not your wife, your wife food. There's a difference. Yes, a big difference. Like know the difference. No, your crane does not come into this conversation. Shut up, Darrell. Crane just <laughs> came up a lot tonight, so shut up. <laughs> not when I take the booze out of it. You heartless bastard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the parasite. All right, let us begin our parasite recap. You got to know, know it's how we Parasite, Episode 7, The Dark Knight's Passing. When last we left Shinichi and Migi, they were rushing off to attack another parasite, thinking it would be the parasite formerly known as Shinichi's mother. But it wasn't. In fact, it is Mamoru Uda, another human with a similar situation as they, because the parasite had to bond with uh, any part other than the brain. This time it was around the mouth-chin area. In order to save him when they were both going to die, I needed to kind of combine with the lungs and get the mouth up out of the water because he was going to drown. After getting to know each other, they decide to join forces so that they can stop the parasite, formerly known as Shinichi's mother. Uda is attacked and presumed dead, and Miki falls asleep, leaving Shinichi to engage the enemy alone. The parasite, formerly known as Shinichi's mother, is shocked by how formidable Shinichi is. But Shinichi pauses when he sees his mother's scarred hand. Just when it looks like Shinichi will lose the fight, Uda's parasite attacks the enemy from behind, killing it. Uda said that he felt like Shinichi shouldn't be the one to kill it, knowing that it used to be his mother. After the battle, Shinichi's father is released from the hospital, and he and Shinichi return home. And Kana notices immediately. <laughs> she got that Shinichi sense. I know. Stalker! <laughs> <laughs> Just the way I like them. Uh, actually, you left out a part there, Sketch. No, he didn't. Um, the other, the other um, parasite. Well, actually, his name is Parasite. Um, he actually moved all the organs out of the way. Yeah, so, he's a crafty one. Yeah, yeah. dude, great. Memorized the pattern, and then he moved the organs out of the way to fake them out. Well, yeah. I did mention that it, it faked them out and killed them. You know what? That's something that I thought about with this parasite. Parasites that are actually in different parts of the body tend to have more personality than the ones that actually attack the brain. Yes, it's, that is very true. And not to mention that Greg Ayers brought that little Uda's character, like his parasite. He just brought Uda to life, man. I totally saw Greg Ayers voicing that guy. Dude, seriously. like I was hoping that Chris Ayers would voice the other guy. No, it's you like... would have had the brothers together, but... The, like, the guy they got for Uda was really good. Yeah, so. It's like with Greg Ayers, he can turn such a minor character into just like a big, just a big character that actually stands out. This is what I love right. about Greg Ayers. Also, also, it's worth noting, too, that when Migi went in and, and you know, fixed his heart and everything, 
pieces of him went out went throughout his body, which resulted in Sinichi basically being able to have superhuman speed, superhuman jumping ability, uh, also being able to. He's again, not wearing glasses anymore, people. Well, yeah, yeah but his, I, his whole body is enhanced in one way or another. Right. And he I, has better hearing, bigger, better sight. Right. So bigger, like better, faster, stronger. All of his senses are like in heightened, basically, is what we what we want to say. Drink. Yeah. Um, he's a superhero. <laughs> Drink. And he um, he's he's become superhuman because of Miggy's cells, which can no longer communicate with Miggy because they're so small. But it, it is interesting to note too that you can't cry, which is like okay yes so what does that mean oh <laughs> uh, yes the pain of no longer being able to feel pain mm. my guys, emotions my have, emotions you can have just your emotions it. and stuff but i just wanted that fight man that was so awesome dude yes, that whole awesome. battle this is this was a perfect series for tsunami i mean this is you couldn't have asked for a better series to have on tsunami there again, Tokyo Ghoul hasn't come up yet, but <laughs> hey. I can't lie, though, man. Shinichi is like the ladies' man for real. Now he got chicks even though the city's want them. Hey, that hey. slick back hair like Aizen. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. He did look like Aizen, man. Just <laughs> When did Sosuke Aizen show up? It is All worth, according to his plan. It, it is worth noting, too, you know, like Justin Rojas said that Tokyo Ghoul would be a good fit for uh, Toonami, so... Yeah, you think that could be a... Never mind, we'll get into that later. Well, you know, hey, well, hey, December, we'll talk about what we think's going to happen. Hopefully some of the stuff that's been on that so-called quote-unquote board of shows that we have will show up. Uh, <coughs> gun. Um. Anyways, so... Yeah, so lots of good stuff happened in this episode. We got an amazing fight. Uh, we, we got lots of good inner turmoil stuff going on again. And we are introduced to another Parasite character that's like Migi, but clearly different. Yeah, yeah and like it's, say, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, like he really how he learned how to talk through TV instead of books. That's exactly how America learns now. <laughs> oh my gosh, I wish he had quoted like old TV shows. as like, one of these days, Uda, pow, straight to the moon. <laughs> no, he should have no. did it junkie in style, man, like on Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> going going forward, it's going to be interesting to see if they're if he followed him and his father because I mean well, it, I think they're going to stay in contact. I would I, hope so. If you have an ally in this kind of fight, you definitely want to stay in contact. Right. I don't know, and, man. That that parasite, he just seemed like not so much like a little bit more laid back than Miggy was, and um, even though Uda got on his nerves, <laughs> he thought Uda was say, a buzz kill. I would say <laughs> though, Darrell, that this is probably. He's more intelligent than he gives off because yeah, oh, really? it, yeah, definitely. I mean, if he was able to move all the organs out of the way and allow that to happen, this there's more to parasite than we've seen so far. So, and by I, parasite I, we mean the parasite that calls himself parasite because right. he's not very original at coming up with names. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we should have just called him Chin Chinny. Chin Chinny. <laughs> <laughs> Mouse. Or the crimson chin. Mouse. <laughs> yes, I love that idea. <laughs> hey. You stole look- Derek's <laughs> talk back. How rude. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Bobby, up yours, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Let's get to the talk back more. Come on. Mm-hmm. Before Darrell Gamer- steals more of it. Gamer for Life 123 writes in, Gonta left Dead Man Wonderland and became a parasite. That is true. 
and he wants to live. <laughs> I yes, Lemuel Nathan writes in, Parasite, the parasite named Parasite, is the anime equivalent to Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> I'm almost curious to see a comedic spinoff with him. I'd watch it. I'd watch it, too. I'd watch it. That would probably be one of those four coma comics. <laughs> <laughs> and Derek Sicknick writes in, Uda, the chin wonder, the crimson chin. And yes, people, I did not even read, seriously, I did not read Derek's talk back at all, Sketch. So what you're saying is, when Uda and Parasite fought, the Parasite formerly known as Shinichi's mother killed it with some sweet it's chin, chin music. music. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch wrestling. It's okay. <laughs> the fact that you knew that means you at least were a wrestling fan or watched that at some point in your life. No, I'm just familiar with the terminology. Because I have friends that watch wrestling. On with more talk back. Doubleheader from Joshua Knighton. Miggy crashes worse than Windows ME. <laughs> nah, Windows ME wasn't bad as Sierra, though. Hmm. And Shinichi version 2.0 has arrived on the scene. Panties shall be moistened. Yes, they are. <laughs> oh. Yeah. See, Kagi Blue Socks, he, he reads my mind well. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, that's pretty colorful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> and a doubleheader from Benjamin Pajon at Kilatubby. The shipping war has started, and I'm just here like, why not have the cake and the pie? Taking pie does sound awesome. Is it chocolate and coconut? And his second contribution is, I hope this show turns into a two-man team that hunts down things that go bump in the night. Sorry, this is not Hellboy. That one that was actually good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I hope we get to see more Uda and Chinny Chin Chin Chin. Chinny. Chin Mouth. Hey, Uda, you want to eat out? (laughs) Oh. Oh. That could go. Well, you got to take it there. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wonder where you were taking that sketch. Hmm. Dirty mind down. I was just talking about like Taco food. Bell. <laughs> I was just talking about Tac Bell. Hey, <laughs> sketch. We do this once a month, okay? Yeah. <laughs> once a week, I should say. Don't so, worry about it, dude. By the time that Tac Bell passes through, it's gonna be like the purge. <laughs> no, 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 uh, no, no. Taco Bell, Tac ta- Bell, is anal cleansing. Ooh, <laughs> it certainly can be. Sphincter wars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. Oh lord. You guys, are, you know that. And several scatological jokes later. <laughs> Austin guest writes in: You were hit by, you were struck by a smooth parasite. Good job there. Uh, well, speaking of Parasite, there's a marathon next week, so if you guys haven't caught any of the episodes, this is your chance. It's one through seven, so make sure you get on that shit. Apparently, Jose's got to get on that because he now can. So. Oh, yeah, he's finally okay. finished. Yeah, that's right. Just worth mentioning. IGPX is on pre-order on Amazon, people. It yes, for January. January. So, you know, y'all need to cop that if you don't, you know, I'm going to beat you with a belt. <laughs> like, seriously? Yeah, let's try and get it to sell, you know, in the You know, and, and actually, actually, in all seriousness, maybe, and I'm just going to throw that out, throw this out here, maybe we should do a buy day where 
everybody buys on the day that it that it you know comes out. Hmm, that's an interesting support thought. Jose because Jose has supported all of you. You might as well just do it. And support Discotech for licensing this great show that is very underappreciated. Yes, yes. Um, well, I was never really a fan of IGPX, but the hard. Honestly, that- I'm not a huge fan of it myself, but I I do like it enough that I want it to. I want it to do well. What, what I as what well I'm, as it can. Yes, exactly. And also, you know, I think there's also goodies in this DVD. Jose went and interviewed oh, yes. the crew. This is a new more interviews plus all of the old interviews because chances are you didn't get those old DVDs from Bandai, so you're gonna get all the stuff that was on those plus new interviews. So definitely worth looking at if you like behind the scenes stuff. And you know, maybe, maybe I'm gonna say maybe because if we say he's going to come on, I'll hear it. We'll hear it fifty thousand times. But <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll try to get Jose back on if we can. He is done with doing, which was taking up most of his time, IGPX. So we'll see if we can have him back on. And he can talk about it and promote it. Right? Yeah, nope. he's still a real busy guy, but we'll see. We'll see. Don't hold your breath, people. Don't yes, and don't don't ask us fifty times either, because you got people like to do that. So. Yeah, indeed. He'll be on if he be on. Especially, yeah. especially sketches. Ask FM. Holy shit! So it's been like seventy-five episodes. So stop asking. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I think it's time. That will do it for our parasite recap this week. And we've been thinking they could announce the next show for Toonami any day now possibly before this podcast is posted who knows so it would probably be a good idea to throw out some predictions before that would possibly happen because we know now that the replacement will not show up until january at least right um and cj why don't you go first because i'm interested to hear what you think will go there new guy on your feet now Ooh, wow, front and center. This is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get used uh, well, no, no, no. I, I have a feeling that it will be uh, the Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans that you guys mentioned earlier, especially with uh, the... Uh, I did some, like, looking up when you guys told me about it getting a dub, like, pretty soon, and, like, it's already being made and whatnot. I have a feeling that, considering how Toonami and Gundams go hand-in-hand, hand, it seems pretty logical that they would go that route. But if I wanted, if I wanted to throw, like, a little curveball... I would love for Assassination Classroom to get in. Because I know me and Paul were talking about it earlier. I, I don't think it quite has the Toonami feel. But then again, some things can surprise me. You know, like sometimes like a show that you're not sure would do well on Toonami actually does well. And then the vice versa with that, too. But, I mean, after all, I mean, we got Sonny straight back with uh, Tom One. He's Koro Sensei in Assassination Classroom. I think it would be really, really cool if that show ended up on it. But if I had to be like a betting man, I'd say the the best odds are with uh, Gundam Iron Blood and Orphans. Hmm. Hmm. Bold predictions. Bold predictions. Um, I give you a safe one and a and a crazy one. Why not, right? Well, I, I have I have two <laughs> predictions, and I'll let because I'm sure Sketch has something good, so I'm gonna let him go last. Um, I'll give you the honor, sir. Um, I mm-hmm. honestly I, I have to disagree with you on that, CJ. I think. If that Gundam is going to come, it's going to come probably 
later next year, probably in the beginning part of next year. And it's probably going to have to take up if they can't go into the 1130 time slot, it's probably going to take the 1230 time slot. So Akami got kill has to be close to ending before they would announce that. So I kind of don't think that's going to be just yet. I have a feeling that's their big announcement. I, I, I can't see it being anything else. I don't with Toonami Asia announcing that they have Dragon Ball Super English dub first. That obviously points directly at a, at the Gundam series. But that being said, Michiko and Hachin is a series that's been out for a long time. It was it was out for what over a year before it came on Toonami, almost ish. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No longer. So we're going to figure that this is going to be another show that Toonami is going to bring on that's been out for a while. Obviously, I'm going to refer to the board that we have. <laughs> and on that board, there's two series that come to mind. Um, and Sketch, you're going to have to help me out here because the first one, if we have if we have that connection, I think you know where I'm going to go with this. But if it's not on that streaming service that it was on, um, Psychopaths. Psychopaths. I don't know if it's still on Netflix. Um, I don't know if it's still there. I think it's still on Netflix, but I don't know if it necessarily is an exclusive to Netflix. Okay. And it has been on Netflix for a while. So it, okay. I don't know. And there, nothing's been done with the second season other than uh, right. the, the sub is on Hulu and Funimation had it on their, still has it on their, own subscription service right so so i don't know what's up with the first season but the second season should at least be free game right so what i'm thinking is is that will go there that there will be that or as i hinted earlier in this podcast jormungand now i think if it is going to be jormungand i think that that's going to end up having to go to the three to three o'clock time slot and stuff may need to get moved up, which is not a bad thing for Ship It In or One Piece, might I add. I don't think that's actually going to be a problem because, yes, it has high content. But Toonami's kind of like any slot in Toonami can air whatever. It's already right. after midnight. Right. But, I mean, if they wanted to air on, you know, the Caution, if they wanted to have, you know, Caution with the series, which the second season, <laughs> you know... I could see them putting I think it's it fine for one thirty. Yeah. So I mean that I, those are my two picks as to one of those I think is going to be the one that's going to be on there because you know I, I honestly think they they fit tsunami they fit they don't even they they fit the three criteria that tsunami and Adult Swim together need to have a show on tsunami. So. I, I can't see these shows mm-hmm. not being on there. And Psychopaths, Psychopaths just spell, just like has Toonami written all over it. Oh, so. I'll say this, Paul. That's one of my favorite shows, too. Psychopaths? Oh, yeah. Psychopaths. Oh, I, oh, yeah. I mean, watching that, I quite honest, enjoyed it. watching that, honestly, CJ, like I was sitting there going, Ghost in the Shell? I'll, I'll say this with Psychopaths. I find it so good that even my whole family watched it. Like, me and my brother, obviously, were anime fans with it. My parents came and watched it, and they thought it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I did do do a review on the first season, and I I don't know if you've seen it, CJ. It's it's on our channel. But um, it's – I did like it, but I didn't – it has an issue with 
not having as much action and also not um, – it's kind of a little slow. You know, you yeah. kind of expect mm. it to ramp up a little bit faster, but it doesn't. Now, that that being said, it doesn't take it, – it eventually comes into the, the meat of the bone, so to speak, and does what it's supposed to do. But that kind of is a little bit off-putting. You know, you kind of expect, oh, there's going to be all this action in the series, blah, blah, blah. And then it's not as action-packed as you expected it to be. Yeah, it's it's not as action-packed as you no, might expect. Like a, it's it's definitely like a, got good action, though. It's like a mystery right. suspense thriller, you know, sci-fi thriller. Right, and, and, that's, and again, that's, I think that fits with Ghost in the Shell, with Cowboy Bebop. I think it's... It fits right in there. That it, it's I mean, a series for Tsunami. I mean, remember when Adult Swim played Witch Hunter Robin? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving yeah, on. Darrell's also a comparison there. Just saying, <laughs> Darrell. What, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, you know, to be honest with you, I kind of want to look at it like with CJ. I, I'm really hoping for that Gundam series. You know, Iron Blooded Elfrens, but I'm with you on the other one too, Paul. I would love to see Yorman Gun on Tsunami for the simple fact. Once people started watching Black Lagoon and they got into it and saw how bloody and gory it was and how good it was, it was worth watching. But by the time everybody started tuning in, you know, it really didn't do it any justice, so we didn't get RBT. Right. But I think Yormagon would actually be a good fit just for the simple fact there is action in it. And, you know, you actually get your money's worth for it watching that. Well, plus, you know, Tsunami can play another show with a strong female protagonist. Right? Yeah. And, and you know there there is a series that I still hope would come on on the on the block, and I think they could just put it at three o'clock and it would be fine. Which is Eureka Seven AO, you know, I mean that's been out for over a year now. I mean, I think it's safe to play that show, honestly. To be honest with you, though, I would love to see a mech though. And, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. Would like a mech would be nice. Any mech at this point would be nice. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm uh, not going to say no, that because there's a lot of really, really bad Well, yeah, shows. yes, you're true. That is true. I, I will take that back. Yeah. Oh, obviously, Darrell, obviously it's going to be Cross-Age. <laughs> oh, yeah, we won't Cross-Age, people. Oh, you know what? I just thought of another show, but you know what? I'm going to let Sketch go here before I say it because I have a feeling he may say this show, too. Okay, so... Going by what Paul said, I think that this current 130 time slot that Toonami is occupying with Michiko and Hachin is kind of their auxiliary older series premiere slots, whereas obviously 1230 and 1am are the newest, greatest that you can get kinds of shows. Now, there may be coming a point where 130 will also go to a very new show. And, of course, we've had situations where, say, Michiko and Hachin was between two really new shows. So, so in general, I see them having two big premieres at a time on top of Dragon Ball Z, which is, of course, you know, it's Dragon Ball Z. And then they'll have the other premiere slots, aside from Naruto and One Piece, being a rotation of uh, you know, older titles that haven't aired yet. That's kind of the direction that I see them staying in. They may break that. Who knows? But if that is the case, and also it may be the case that they still have the rotating Funimation slot, because currently Funimation only has those three shows on, whereas they used to, you know, 
have a lot more territory on Toonami, but Toonami is a lot smaller now. So that could definitely change. I mean, Anaplex's only show on the block right now is the Kill a Kill rerun. So maybe Anaplex will get the time slot for a brief time. Uh, there's even a slight possibility that Sentai could end up having a third premiere on at a time, but I'm thinking that's not going to happen. And then, of course, there's Viz that certainly has some shows that would be nice to see on Toonami. Uh, quite a few which are now a bit older and probably affordable. So that's a lot to consider. If it is Funimation, I'm definitely thinking Psychopaths. Uh, the second season will not have been out on home video by then from the looks of it I, that could certainly change but by then uh so we get the first season which has already been on netflix it's already been on hulu so it's you know it's been out there but it certainly hasn't been on tv anywhere so toonami would get the television premiere of psychopaths and then possibly even beat the dvd release to season two i don't know but I do think Psychopaths, and regardless of what Gil said about not being an endorsement, come on. <laughs> why else is he watching Psychopaths? I mean, it's good, but why is he specifically watching it around now? Why are you saying that, Gil? Exactly. Do you know something we don't? But Jormungand has at least as much of a chance, so there's that. But uh, I'm thinking if it is a Funimation show and it's an older one, and Psychopaths isn't that old, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So Psychopaths, definitely a strong possibility there. I want to say I'm still hoping for Tiger and Bunny, and that would be pretty sensational. Bunny! That was a good show, too. Yes, it was. And if it's an Aniflex show, uh, I kind of think the only real option... Irregular Magic of, High School. Uh, no. No. <laughs> that doesn't have a dub. <laughs> the only real option short of finally playing Madoka, which could, you know, fill a slot for 12 weeks, which we isn't a lot. But girl action going. Yeah, that's that's a possibility. But I, I do think that they might play Dorarara X2 now that the uh, because they couldn't do this before because it was the way it was airing in Japan. They split it up over seasons. I don't think they wanted to deal with that. But now that two of those seasons are done and the third one will be running in January, I think they could very feasibly throw on the first season in January. And by that, I mean the first season of this new series, not the first season of Dorara. And they could feasibly play that all the way through because by then all of those episodes will be dubbed. And hey, wouldn't that be great? Because then we'd have uh, the opportunity to throw... Our good friend Alex Von David back on the podcast to talk about Durarara X2. Yes. Alex Von Senpai. But no three and a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, since you guys brought up Gundam before, I do think that they will get Gundam. But like I said, I feel like they're going to stick to having the really big names up in the front of the block. Yeah. And then they'll have... Because you know they lower tier. they'll they'll probably get more of a budget, but they're still kind of working with constraints. So uh, it's you know it's not unlimited. So when they feasibly do get Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans, I'm thinking it will replace a Comiga Kill. It will air at twelve thirty if they can't get eleven thirty back. Sketch and, actually, uh, here's a here's a question. Would you think because this has actually kind of worked? 
would you think that if they did get the 11 to 30 time slot, they may move Dragon Ball Z up into that and then put... Yes. Okay. I don't think they're going to put a new show at 11.30, except they might try Attack on Titan Season 2 there. If that's they another possibility, yeah. Up. That, I think, you know what, I'm going to be honest with that's, you. That's further down the line predictions. Right. We're, we're going to stick to that slot in January for now. So I don't think it's Gundam. I, you know, it would be fantastic if it's Gundam, but I don't think it's Gundam. No. Dude, I just need a mech in my life, man. Look here, Gil, Jason, I tell you what, man. We'll just get an all-male strip review, and we'll raise the money to get these shows. And, and speaking of shows, like, don't be surprised if Michigo and Hachin doesn't get put at 3 a.m. and rerun there. Don't be surprised about well, that. That's a possibility, yeah. but by the time that slot opens up, Parasite will be over, and a Comiga Kill will be that's over. That's true. That's so. true. So, I mean, there's there's options. Probably a Comiga Kill will go there first, and then Parasite will go there, because they both have proven to be very good. Maybe. And, and, it kind of depends. I wouldn't mind seeing a Comiga Kill on the back end. But, you know, I, I think that we're missing something here. Um, now that we have Sentai, we have all these other shows. I was just going to say, I just thought of another show from Sentai. You're talking about Big O? No, 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 no. Big o, well, Big O, I, I hope they get that, and then they can put that on the marathon stream. I think that would be a perfect show. So to let's get there. some Outlaw Star then. No, oh, yeah. Sentai, is not, so, Sentai does not have Outlaw Star. But here's where I'm going with this. People have asked for this before. I think it's a good idea, and I'm surprised that Sketch didn't say this, but uh, Log Horizon. That's what I was just about to say. Yeah, yeah see, I that, I'm, I'm, that. I'm thinking. I mean, that would be a safe slot at 1:30 for that. I think that would. And be that's good. really popular too. Like not yeah. only in the in the anime, but the light novels of it sell so like so many people who I know who read light novels are like Log Horizon is usually the first one that they say. And Very so popular, you're expecting the total takeover of Sentai. Why not? <laughs> Why not? I mean, hey, look. Sentai and Anaplex have proven they will play ball with Toonami. They will. Hey, look at look at what Sentai did. You want a Kami, a Kami got killed? Here, here you go. Oh wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. We're not gonna just give you this. We're gonna give you Parasite too. I mean, that's that one was, of their strongest shows. Exactly. It went one two. Like boom. It was now, a one two punch, man. Exactly. So uh, why wouldn't there be three shows on Toonami? I do better, expect right? uh, more big shows to come from Sentai next year. Yes. yes, and you know Absolutely. maybe that is one of the premieres. But can we get point, Infinite Stratus, please? That's interesting. Um, <laughs> but what do, what do you guys out there think? I mean, give us your uh, tsunami talkback on Twitter. Use uh, use the hashtag tsunami talkback and let us know what you guys think um, of what you think is going to replace Michiko and Hachin. And also, and hopefully it doesn't hopefully that doesn't get announced before this comes out. Um, and also, you know, why not comment? while you're listening to it on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. You can, when you have an account there, you can comment as you're listening to the podcast. We would love to hear your comments there, too. So please, please give us your, your feedback there, too. So as a recap, you. we're all pretty much thinking psychopaths. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sketch, I don't know about you, but if you wanted an Aniplex show, what about Moggy? Yeah. Well, we, Moggy, we've... Uh, we're we're not entirely sure if that is not locked out by Netflix. Oh, right, okay. Right. But yeah, saying, that, that's, that's a real that's good Netflix show. Definitely a thought that would take yeah. up a year. So, and which would be good. That, I'm kind of hesitant to think that they will lock down another slot for a year because they 
they seem to kind of like having the ability to rotate shows every six months. Yeah, it, I mean, it's kind of just specifically in there. Less than six months isn't ideal, and more than six months isn't quite ideal. Right. Well, so I, I don't know. I mean, if they if they do get an extra time slot, whether it be eleven thirty or even the four o'clock, that opens it up to get another show. So I mean. There's there's a lot of I, I see tsunami getting a lot next year depending upon how the budget's going to be and with Intruder two doing as well as it has honestly like I don't see this I don't see tsunami not getting a higher budget this year and I also as long as everything continues the way it is and with Tom one being the way you know being as popular as he is as you can see guys I mean I can see us having another immersion event this is so. That's the other possibility. I mean, this immersion event is doing so well, you know, hey, who knows what we'll get at some point. But let's do some house cleaning and get the hell out of here because I think people have been tired of us talking. Wait, Paul, don't you want to mention Tokyo Ghoul? Ah, yes, Tokyo Ghoul. I forgot about that one, yes. Um, So obviously, and I think they have the second season um, dubbed. It's broadcast. They do. It was a broadcast. Okay, so I mean, and – I mentioned this in the, earlier in the podcast, Justin Rojas, when we interviewed him the second time in New York Comic-Con, his suggestion was Tokyo Ghoul. So, I mean, if his suggestion is that we have these other two series that pretty much open the door for it, I mean, that could happen too. But I kind of, I'm kind of along the lines of that series, if that's going to happen. I see that more happening higher up in the block, maybe at the 1 o'clock slot just because there is another season that has not been brought that isn't even out on blu-ray dvd yet number one and number two it is a very popular series so i think it's more popular than psychopaths i I might be wrong but i I do think that this series is more that's probably a fair assessment and so i i could see this one moving into the one o'clock slot i don't see it going to the 12 30 but you know who knows all right, let's get out of here. Yay. All right, so you can email us, podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, you can subscribe to us there on the iTunes podcast app. Please do that. Uh, please recommend us to your friends, too, because we would love to see more followers. I'm slowly starting to see the followers on SoundCloud ramp up again. So please, please, please suggest our podcast share our podcast on Facebook, Twitter, whatnot. Get us some more, you know, get us some more people on board because we would love to get more people involved as well, especially with the talkback portion. I just mentioned SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. You can listen to our podcast there. You can download the podcast there as well. You can also like the podcast and comment along while you're listening to it. So please do that as well if you can. Again, it's soundcloud.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Tsunami Podcast. And you can tumble with us on Tumblr. It's Tsunami Faithful Official.tumblr.com. And last but not least, if you guys can help us out, uh, we're trying to do a lot more things next year. And your help with doing that will be just wonderful. Uh, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. It's a monthly subscription to donate to us each and every month. If you guys could help us out in any way possible, 
we would certainly appreciate it. Again, that's patreon.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Yes, we're planning on doing a wet t-shirt contest this year. Oh, God. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's get on out of here. CJ, where can they find you, sir? Thank you. Uh, fans can find me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is CJ Maffris, S-E-A-J-A-Y-M-A-F-F-R-I-S. And if you're more interested in just articles that I put out, you can also find me on my promotional Twitter page, Maffris Promotions, with the handle Maffris Promos as the handle. Yeah, you need to read some of this stuff. CJ writes very well. Yes. Apparently, the Akami Got Kill one really, really took off. <laughs> <laughs> it struck a chord, so to speak. Headline reading. It's because piece. you mentioned Sword Art Online. I know. Exactly. I Everybody's that. like, no, no, it is not Sword Art Online. No. <laughs> no. People just read the headline and not what I was actually writing, I feel. But, you know, exactly. I, I'm just I'm just glad people, you know, I'm, I'm glad it got people discussing about Toonami three hours before Toonami started. By the so, way, I mean, CJ, I noticed that you that you like the Facebook page. Do you do you see now what I deal with? Yeah. Do you see now <laughs> what I deal with on Facebook? Like, I, I honestly just sit there and just put my hand in front of my face and go what the fuck <laughs> he cries like I'm sorry a I hope I can have less people comment than on that that kind of dude, thing dude I just I just ignore the Facebook page now it's just it's not even it's not even worth my time anymore but anyway yes, it is. anyways uh Darrell where can they find you sir okay I got a little shameless plug tonight too Paul so I hope you don't mind it's, it's just for a friend but you can find me at ukami underscore samurai seven at twitter.com if you want to ask me anything, you can do that at s.fm backslash ukami75. And, you know, you can always hit me up at derailmaddox at 29favor.com. And also, I'm just plugging this for a friend um, at Gaijin USA. He has a project going out, you know, trying to get a, his mascot off the um, ground. I just ask everybody to just look at it. You don't necessarily have to find it. But, you know, just give it a look at it. Just help the guy out if you can at all. But you can um, check that out at www.indiegogo.com. Backslash projects, backslash monsters, plush anime gaming and cosplay addicts. And, you know, just if you can, man, help my buddy out. Every little bit counts and helps. You know, he's a good guy. You know, he does cons and, you know, he, he's from my home state, Alabama. So, you know, show my boy just a little bit of love. Thanks for letting me plug this, Paul. No problem. By the way, before you say, before I get you out of here, Sketch 2, um, you know what I just thought about? We forgot about a show sketch. We forgot about a show that we really want to see on Toonami, that could premiere on Toonami, and has been confirmed that it's 50, age 15 and up. I think you mm -hmm. know what I'm going with this. Cannon Busters. Oh, yeah. yeah. The pilot Cannon comes Busters. out in January. Well, yeah, the pilot comes out, but it's going to be a while before we have like a, a, a show. A blown-out series. But well, it'd be great if Toonami could play the pilot. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, I would love, I would love to see Cannon Busters on Toonami. I think we need again. I, I, I will say that I've said this before. I will say it again. We need more American action cartoons on Toonami, and this is one of them. SWAT Cats is another. Please, please, if you can help these guys out in any way, fashion, form, just even promoting it will help these guys. Okay, please, and trust me, if you want it on Toonami. Just message Jason 50 times. <laughs> well, message him on the Tumblr. On the Tumblr. On oh, the Tumblr. boy. But anyways, uh, Sketch. <laughs> not on Ask, not, not on Twitter. <laughs> sketch, where can they find you? Sorry, I think I just started something. <laughs> yeah, you did. You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. I also have a Tumblr, Sketch1984.tumblr.com. Nobody ever goes there. It's lonely. 
Uh, and you can ask me questions on ask.fm backslash sketch 1984. And if you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast, you can email me sketch at tunamifaithful.com and podcast at tunamifaithful.com. And Paul, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. You can also find me on Instagram, instagram.com slash Paul Pascrillo. And you can ask me questions as usual. It's ask.fm slash Paul Pascrillo. Uh, also, I'm on the website, I'm TF Admin. So if you guys are on tunamifaithful.com and you happen to see that username show up, I, I believe I just automatically am in the chat. So, I mean, you can chat with me if I'm on. I do plan on making sure to upgrade some things on podcast.tunamifaithful.com over this holiday. So I probably will be on the website. So also real quick, if you guys want a deal on Nerdcore Absolution Volume 2 or We Are the Faithful, I suggest that you go to Geeky on Twitter at Geeky Inc. or Facebook.com slash Geeky Inc. Productions because there's going to be ways to do that. I don't know if this podcast will be out by the time the, the promotion's up, but if it is, if it isn't, you know, hey, I tried. <laughs> but anyways, that's it for this week's Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Thank you guys for listening each and every week. We do appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate your feedback. And, you know, just thank you guys for being with us all these well it's been what three years yeah keep on letting me abuse you please (laughs) and and like i said please if you guys could just share us with a friend put us up share us on facebook share us on twitter just by doing that will help us and you know getting more followers and getting more listens is exactly what we're trying to do because we want to spread the the word of tsunami and as we've done before i think we do a good job of it but that's it for this week's podcast Peace, we're out. Deuces! <laughs>